Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Golf Under Par Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. We are on a journey to find the information that's going to help you play the best golf of your life. Join us now as we dive in. Welcome, everybody, to the Golf Under Par Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough, here with a very special guest, Brian Bradley. Uh, for you guys that don't know, he's a he works for Igasku Method, and I think I just butchered that, the Igasku Method. And um, what you really, what he told me to tell you is that he got into golf fitness a long time ago and worked with players such as Player, Palmer, Trevino, Nicholas. You may have recognized some of those names. If you didn't recognize any of them, then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. But anyways, hopefully we can find some great information that he's used to help those guys and help us to play better golf. So that's what we got here. And Brian, thank you for coming on and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. So I always start off asking everybody, you know, how did you get into golf? Where did where did this all kind of start? Yeah, not a problem. Um, this is 30 years this year with the Egoscu method. And uh, yeah, you will not be uh, tested on the pronunciation nor on the spelling. But it's a gentleman named Pete Egoscu, who basically started a method out of a need with zero medical training behind him back in 1971, coming out of the Vietnam War. Been shot up, combat veteran, all that stuff. I luckily ran into him in 1991 and looked at this and said, wow, we're really going to start looking at cause versus effect now. And you got to remember back in 91, there was no such thing as functional movement. There was no such thing as treat the whole body. It was, let's look at parts. And you being a physical therapist, you're young enough. So you, you, if you went back 30, 40 years, you're going to go, yeah, the literature back then was if somebody has an ankle sprain, let's look at the ankle. Right. There really, there really wasn't that tie into the ankle causes the glute medius on the same side to inhibit, which then can cause the trap in the upper shoulder in on the opposite side to overuse and over facilitate. And all of a sudden they end up with headaches caused by an ankle problem. So yes. I'm looking at things. Igoski's looking at things from a whole body standpoint. It's the most simple, rewarding way to look at the human body. So when somebody says to me, what do you know about golf? I'm a expert in golf. And I say that with a massive smile on my face. <laughs> and the reason I say that is I was forced to play golf. You know, my dad was the golf coach, football coach, everything growing up in the middle of Pennsylvania. There was nothing else to do in the spring. So you pick up golf clubs and swing them around if baseball wasn't in. I never fell in love with it like my brother. My, bro my brother shot 62 on a par 70 course and he was four over after the third hole. So he just turned it on after that and ended up shooting eight under. Like he's a, ma he's a, he's a master at it. Got it. I never fell in love with the golf world um, in the sense of the sport itself. But I'll tell you what I did fall in love with is how the human body responds to golf. So what we need to look at is when I was working with player Palmer Trevino and especially Jack Nicholas, who wrote the forward to our pain-free book over my shoulder here. 
Nicholas was one of those guys when, you know, it was back pain, back pain, back pain, and it was shutting him down. And Pete Agoscu, you know, dragged me along to meet him a couple of times to, to work with this kind of stuff. And it was very interesting to see the golf's greatest golfer of all time, you know, back in the day, especially you're looking at it saying, well, he has back problems. So golf must hurt people's backs, which is absolutely not true. CrossFit must hurt people's shoulders and knees and hips and backs. Absolutely not true. The reason I say that is neither one of those have ever hurt anybody, unless of course the practitioner screwed up, but I'm, let's just say it's just how about a, a better question? Why am I getting hurt and nobody else is? Which leads us down the path of, are you taking the right aligned body and functional body to that workout? The workout is the catalyst that brought up the problem. You better go after the problem or you're gonna, brain, you're gonna end up blaming the workout and never go back to golf or CrossFit again. So, you know, I'm on the advisory board with TPI. Um, I spoke at the PGA of America. Um, what is it there? Uh, their show this January. And, you know, basically I just gave people uh, a way to look at their body a little differently. And are we on video here, Jeremy, or is this all audio? Uh, mostly it's going to be audio, but at some point, maybe I'll get it on YouTube. Um, I would highly suggest it uh, like right away for your listeners, because what yeah. we're going to go through have a lot, because we're dealing with posture, why don't we go to visuals at the same time? So I'm just going to assume we're going to go to visual. Okay. So right. those of you listening, I'm going to point to what the blueprint of the human body is. I didn't make this up. Peter Goscu didn't make this up. The anatomy books have been around for a hundred years describing this, that over my left shoulder here, your ankle, your knee, your hip, your shoulder, and your ear should be vertically aligned above each other and 90 degrees straight across from each other. That's just a fact. Now, can a person reach that point of perfection and homeostasis? Well, in today's environment, when you're looking down at your phone, even while driving, you know, uh, which is not safe, by the way, I'm not condoning that. We're tilting our head forward. We're sitting too much. Pandemic one sets in, which is the coronavirus. So we quit moving. 90% of our steps per day. We're literally moving by fact, 10% of what we used to do a year ago. So if that's true, and then we're gonna pick up a golf club in June and say, I'm just gonna go back and play 18 holes again. You might be all right for a couple holes until the lack of conditioning and lack of posture correction is there. And then golf seems to hurt me. That's pandemic number two, meaning the body's lack of movement is now going to shut down more of a person's joint, lymph, muscle, ligament reaction, central nervous system messaging back and forth, all the fun stuff that's in our world, especially your world. And you're a hell of a lot more educated than I am. But what I was blessed with when I was heading toward PT school, I ran into Peter Goscu and I had some blinders on. Like, I don't think you know who I am. I'm really smart, you know, blah, 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 right? Meanwhile, that's yeah. all significance. And it was me lying to myself. But I ran into a guy with a political science degree who fixed himself coming out of Vietnam and started a method of looking at the body from head to toe as a whole, no matter what the pain was, no matter what the limitation was. And Pete's saying of live a life without limits is literally the truth. And me being 52, 53, I think this year, I think, yeah, um, your body will never fail you if you give the body the right stimulus. Your physical therapist did not fail you. Your chiropractor did not fail you. You didn't do enough to help either one of them to make their jobs easier. So the analogy is, I'm gonna to go to the dentist. They're gonna do a root canal. They're gonna do a full cleaning of my teeth. I'm set. 
but I'm not gonna brush and floss my teeth for the next six months. That's what people do when they, well, that's what people do when they go to the healthcare professional, then they dump all their crap on you and say, well, you're the PT, help me. And you're going, here we are starting at ground zero again. You have no internal rotation. You have no this, blah, blah, blah. Your upper back's this, you have all these limitations. When very simply, you could literally stand up from your chair close your eyes with no shoes on and ask, where's my body weight from left to right? And when you feel that imbalance, you better put an alert signal up that says that imbalance is going to show up in my golf swing. And I'm going to get pissed off when my golf pro can't correct my golf swing. Right, right. So remember the human blueprint, ankles, knees, hips, and shoulders are at 90 degree angles from each other. And our job is to get you as close to that as possible by the work you do at home. All right. So that was a lot of information there. Um, and, but I agree, you know, we have to have that ideal alignment. I think people always, you know, in golf, they talk about the setup posture all the time and how, how that's the, you know, the key to getting a good, good swing. It's just starting from the right spot. Right. Um, so, so I think that posture obviously is important. And what we're looking for is what do we got to do in order to, I guess, acquire that or, or, or get to that point, you know, and particularly with, with our golfers and, and maintaining that position throughout the golf swing. Well, it's a, um, how much is the typical new driver? What do you think a new driver cost? Uh, good 200, $300. If not, you know, if you're going top dollar, probably 500. Okay. Let's just say we spend two to $400 on a new driver and we yep. go to the range and we line that baby up and we're going, okay, just, I'm going to swing away, swing away. I'm going to happy Gilmore this, you know, but I'm going to swing it. At first I'm going to relax. I'm going to do this, this, this. If you took a body that's out of alignment, I don't care how much you spend on your driver. Your club head speed has now been affected. Your club face direction has absolutely been affected. And you think it's a hand problem, meaning you, the customer. I better go get a lesson. Well, there we just went from a $350 driver to a $425 driver because it's a $75 lesson on average. I'm going to need another one. Okay, now we're at $450 or $550. Okay, here we go. Now you're going to spend $1,000 to learn how to swing a $350 club. I'm not saying don't go have a lesson, but have some mercy on your golf professional go to them with a body that's as balanced as possible. Hey, Brian, how do I get a balanced body? Great question. I'm glad they asked. When I was working with Conor McGregor, I got him prior to his cowboy fight. So I had him on the Khabib fight. I was filming it on my TV going, I cannot believe that somebody's allowing this guy to enter the ring like this. This is a joke. I can't believe that his upper back is that rounded and he has no butt. Like he seriously, he overdosed on no acetal so hard. I'll let that one sit so your listeners can go to, wait, no ass at all. Yeah, he had no ass at all. And his upper back was so rounded over that he has no power in his punch. He hit Khabib three or four times and Khabib looked at him like, are you kidding me? It's a joke. So when I had the opportunity to tell that information to Conor McGregor 12 days before his next fight, I said, look at this picture, which I'll pull up for you now. This is why I want people to be on the visible. When you see Conor entering a ring, looking like this against a world-class fighter like Khabib, no wonder, no wonder he lost this fight. 
Look at that kyphosis. Look at his hip position. And look at look at Khabib's position. His arms are even down, just going, I don't even feel like I need to put my body on guard because you're not hitting me hard enough. Right. He's losing a lot of his power. That's correct. And where does power for a punch come from? I mean, we talk about ground reaction forces. That's correct. Uh, Let me just put this phone on. Do not disturb. So my friends will just leave me alone. Um, The ground reaction force. The punch comes from the foot creating leverage so the hip can turn to give you 10 times the power. Yeah. When I showed Connor this picture and said that was you in the Khabib fight, Khabib cheated because he didn't show up to a fight like that. This is what I got 12 days later after he adopted the exercises. Look at that postural difference. Yeah, huge. And he won the next fight in 44 seconds. He punched him in the face, tying him up and punched him with the top of his shoulder because he knew at that point, the punch comes from the ground to the hip. Somehow he lost that in his training. Right. The best in the world. So if the if the best in the world, surrounded by twenty advisors, is able to lose that mentality, why wouldn't you, the accountant who picks up golf, who takes a lesson and blames it on the golf coach that you're not? No, your body has found a way to be an accountant, not a golfer. Yeah, it's deviated from that blueprint. Yeah, that's where the the whole you know, use it or lose it kind of comes in, I guess. And uh, where your mom always we always hear about, I, you lose that lose that mobility. He kind of for whatever reason, whether it was through his training, focusing on generating more, I don't know, we'll say chest strength, power strength with push, um, kind of lost some of that that p- positioning. But obviously, it's not it's not a lost cause, right? Doesn't matter how old you are. We know that we can get re- we can respond. Uh, the same way at any time, any age, we have that same response to training, to exercise. So, a hundred percent. This picture I'm going to show you is of a 78 year old woman in my Tokyo clinic, who I'm going to show you is she bought into the idea that she's responsible for helping herself at 78 years young, and this is her posture in 90 minutes. So don't tell me that age has anything to do with it. Yikes. Can you imagine you as a PT working on her upper back and hips in that bent over flexion position versus if she walked in and said, I just did my exercises, doc. Can you go to work on me now? And you're going, finally, someone with pliable muscle tissue. Yeah, no, there's lots of times where I have somebody and I'm like, can you get into this position? Questioning what they, what positions they can get into. And then I have to adjust how I, how I work with them because they can't go flat. They can't go on their side or, or whatever it may be that I'm, I'm looking to do. Because of you know this this kind of muscle Imagine tension or whatever dentist. maybe I do a lot of work in the dental world. Imagine being at a dentist and you walk in and they say lay back and put your head back and you can't lay back and put your head back. Yeah. So the so what happens is the dentist then tweaks their body into weird positions so that you don't have to ergonomically correct yourself. They want to give you the best experience, but then they have to retire after three years because they're on disability. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll just go into a little bit about how this posture, uh, we kind of talked about how it affects your performance from what, what, what you said with Conor McGregor and, and where that positioning puts you out of, you know, proper alignment. And so then 
that limits your ability to generate that force. But what, what about something like breathing? Well, that's one of my favorite subjects. Uh, my favorite subject are bunions. Bunions are, I need a t-shirt that just says, I love bunions. I'll explain <laughs> that one in a minute. Um, bunions are a heart. Uh, they're, they're actually like a picture of your soul and how your body's moving. And we'll explain that in a second. But breathing, you can't go longer than three, four minutes without that kind of stuff, unless you're Wim Hof and you do all this crazy stuff, right? Your diaphragm sits like an umbrella, which I'm only explaining to your customer, not to you. You're the expert in this. It sits like an umbrella at the base of your rib cage, attaches to your spine, your rib cage, everything else. When it contracts, I explain to people that it's basically like an umbrella being caught in a hurricane and it blows the other direction. So it reverses itself and becomes an upside down umbrella, which creates that negative lung pressure, which wants to be filled by the atmospheric pressure of positivity. So if you want to breathe better, you better have a contractile response or get the diaphragm working. Hey, Brian, how do I get my diaphragm working? Great question. I'm glad you asked. There is a muscle below the diaphragm that, in my opinion, is absolutely critical or you are forcing yourself to try to breathe better. And it's called the psoas muscle. So for those of you that are on here looking at the visibility, and I'm telling you guys, go watch this because it's worth the education. This muscle right here is your psoas muscle on each side. And it's not a muscle that Jeremy and I could say, well, let's work on your psoas. Let's lift your leg 10 times. Let's have you do some full sit-ups. It's not really a contractile, let's move the body muscle. Right. But it is a response muscle. It is a, when the bones get in the right position, it responds and contracts and shortens and lengthens and relaxes accordingly. But if your, if your pelvis is out of position or your femur, again, looking at this picture, if your femur bone is turned inward, so I'll give you another, a visible uh, structure to look at. This young girl was... elite level 15 year old soccer player look at her knees and how much more medial one is compared to the other knowing that that muscle connects way up here on the inside of the leg you've now put a tension on that muscle by the body rotating that leg in that's a problem that's an acl in the making well it shows up later in life and this is a uh, a kona triathlete iron man who over here is no longer functioning at his highest. And over here, he's functioning at his highest. So look at those before and after pictures. That's the same guy. You can see the tattoo. Thank God. <laughs> How long do you think that before and after took for real instinctively? Uh, I would probably say about 30 days. How many? I said 30 days, like no, 30 minutes. Le less than that. 30 minutes. 12 minutes of actual movement. 38 yeah. minutes of discussion and movement. But that's an amazing difference on a guy who's 58 years young and decided my body's off. I see what your pictures are telling me. I'm going to apply a stimulus. I'm going to brush and floss my teeth because I want to keep them. I'm going to move and floss my joints because I'd like to keep them. And now he's going into his master's level, you know, Kona Ironman stuff with his own personal records increasing versus... I'm done as an athlete. And remember, golf's not easy. 
I mean, I've been playing it forever. I can go out and shoot 80 to 85. Probably I would, I would feel fairly confident that I can hang with anybody in the golf course to say, let's at least have fun. I'm not a hacker. Yeah. Right. I know what, I know just enough about it to be dangerous, <laughs> but my warm up is I'll do a half an hour of exercise at home to prep my body. I'll drive to the golf range and I will put my feet together, put my knees together, and then I will hit my pitching wedge, 10 balls, just like that. Why? Looking to get in rotation, warm up. Looking to get rotation and warm up, but let's go specific. Hey, Jeremy, (laughs) this is a biomechanics class. I'm the teacher. Why would I have you hit with your feet and knees together, 10 balls with your pitching wedge, 10 balls with your nine, 10 balls with your seven, your five, your three, and your one. And I do have a one and two and iron uh, Tommy armors in my bag. I purposefully hit them. And then I would say, now your driver. Why would I have you hit 10 balls each like that? And I mean, hey, just let it flow. Don't try to kill it. Remember, if you try to kill it, you're going to fall over. Because I brought your surface area so much right. closer. What does it do? So it's going gonna, it's gonna to minimize the, the movement there in the lower leg. So it's going to increase your, your upper back's rotation or your thoracic rotation in that. Um, getting a little bit bigger shoulder turn, we'll say, from, from that standpoint in golf stand. Jeremy, where's power come from? comes from the lower body. So why are you talking to me about shoulders? Right? When you yeah. skipped over, you skipped over. The now the most instinctual way to, to fire that psoas is to bring your surface area closer toward each other. And now just let that pelvis rotate, which then increases your thoracic rotation. You are absolutely right, Jeremy. You get a 50% on your test, right? Because you miss the other 50%. But that's not how you're thinking yet. It makes sense to you now, which I know you know this already, but your average golfer is going to go, well, I heard on this podcast that my hips need to drive everything. You say that to a golf pro, the golf pro is going to go, that's exactly right. The problem right. is, I don't know enough how to get you, Mr. Jones, who's 75, who's had a hip replacement a year ago, your hips don't work. So I just got to, I got to have you close up your stance, go to a weaker grip. Uh, blah, blah. And now the guy's going, now I'm making all these things with golf and I love the game. And sooner or later, he's going to hate the game. And then he picks up pickleball, right? Pickleball is an amazing sport, by the way. But I would say to you, Mr. Jones, why don't we just give you the ability to wake up your hip? Yeah. Now, we're not going to ask this guy to put his feet together. He's 75. His balance might be off. But we're going to give him some exercises that increase his balance. And then we're going to work on narrowing his stance and saying, today, we're going to hit golf balls like this for a while. Two weeks later, we're going to hit golf balls like this for a while. And then in a month, the guy's hitting with his legs together and he's not falling over. You've literally just saved this 75-year-old from multiple health disorders. One, falling and breaking his hip because his balance is so much better. Don't put him on a BOSU ball. I love BOSU. It's great. But don't put this 75-year-old on a BOSU ball and say, stand on it. Yeah. Because he's standing on it with a compromised posture. You're actually training his nervous system to be balanced in that posture. Why don't you correct it first and then get on something like that? We're going about this a lot of times in, in, a, in a backwards way, Jeremy. We, we want to complicate things in the medical world. And Peter Goskew was just dumb enough. Let me repeat that. Just dumb enough to not know what you know, which gave him 
as Gray Cook would say, and Kelly Starrett have said, Pete Agoscu needed to enter our world of rehab because he had no blinders on. And it opened up our eyes to things that we were blind on. That's a massive statement made by two juggernauts in the PT world. Right. Because they, there's no ego involved with those guys. They get it. When I ran into Pete, I got lucky. I got real lucky because it gave me a view of, I guarantee you, I would have had blinders on going. There's no way a political science degree major from the Marine Corps knows more about the human body than I as a DPT. Right, right. And it, it's not that he wants to know more. He'll literally say, Jeremy, you guys are the smart people in the room. Thank you for bringing the dumb guy in. But I have an outlook that might help you make your life easier. And it's not going to be unlearn what you learned. It's look at what you learned. Now let's simplify the entire process. Yeah, it's one of my sayings here is uh, always simple consistency leads to greatness. That's what I say almost every time at the end of the podcast. And so the simple, simple look is oftentimes what gets overlooked because it's too simple, right? Um, we can even go back to references in the Bible where, where the simple thing is like, oh, that's too, I'm too good for that kind of a thing. So um, that's kind of what, what it draws me to, to what you guys talk about and how, you know, that simple of getting things set up in the right way to, to then improve that ability to use your hips or, or whatever it may be in order to swing harder, um, throw a harder punch, whatever it may be that we're, we're discussing. So what could your person do who's playing at Hershey Country Club and they want to go play 18 holes, they're on a cart and they're four holes in and they're slicing the ball. They're like, where'd that come from? Oh no, here comes my slice again. I'm in trouble. I have 14 holes left and I paid $300 to play here. I'm, ha- I'm not happy right now. Right. What could you do right now to allow that person to lose the slice? Well, I mean, most people probably go and try to think about the mechanics of, you know, hand positions or, or whatever, but um, it very well could be something with the, with the body where maybe you're not getting the rotation or something along those lines. Yeah. So I would say so. to them, um, what if it was this? Um, they're a right-handed golfer. They're bringing their arms up. They're looping at the top. They're fishing, right? They're casting. Yeah. They come down across the ball, creates that clockwise spin. Here comes the slice two holes over. Thank God we're on a cart because I have to go find my ball somewhere. And hopefully I didn't yeah. hit the old lady on hole number seven. Okay, great. What if it's their inability to load their front hip? So you're going to your backswing, you're loading up that right hip, no problem. Now your body says, I got to load left, but the body says, I can't load left. I don't want to load left. I had an ankle sprain over there or my hip is replaced or now they start leaning right as they drop into their left side They've actually shortened the club doing that. It comes across the ball, creates the clockwise spin, and now they're in trouble. Yep. Everybody sitting down listening to this, unless you're driving, don't do this. We'll do it when you're at home watching this. Get into the edge of your chair and then back up about four inches from the edge of your chair. So the middle hamstring is on the front part of the chair. Point your feet straight ahead. And now 
sit down onto your tailbone, like let your body collapse, look straight ahead, but let your weight shift onto your tailbone, go to the crappiest posture you know. Now, if I said roll out of that posture onto your sit bones, you're gonna to sit toward the hamstring, sit toward the edge of the chair. I want you to roll that pelvis and sit up. And then roll the pelvis back and sit down again. And then roll that pelvis up and you guys who are watching, you'll see that my chest, my logo goes up and forward, down and back, up and forward, down and back. And all I'm doing is rolling my pelvis like this. What I'm not doing is this. Oh, Brian wants the arch in my back. I'm going to lift my chest and lean back, which is that sternum bone up, which is that whole paradoxical movement in the DNS world. You know, yeah. the Pavel Collage, all that stuff. Big in the Cairo world. So don't go to that sternal tilt because that's why you're slicing the ball anyway. So why don't we drop our weight onto our tailbone, roll our pelvis forward. And if, let's say I'm, te I'm teeing off the next hole. You're sitting in the cart doing this 10 times. What you're doing is you're waking up the ability to roll your pelvis. And by the way, that muscle attaches through the pelvis. Yeah. So why not get iliacus, psoas, TFL, sartorius, rectus, get all these muscles that Jeremy's an expert in and just wake them up so that your upper body doesn't have to do all the work in your golf swing. You want to stop a slice? Get your follow through hip to wake up. All right. So, so you got the, the, you know, kind of, I usually call it a pelvic clock kind of rocking forward and back from six to 12 o'clock there, whether it's in a sitting position or laying down or whatever, that's how I usually kind of train well, that. It's almost like cats and dogs from yoga, yeah. but you're doing it, you're doing it sitting, you're, you're arching yep. and then you're relaxing, but remember, relax the upper back. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one thing, you know, start teaching people, you see, they, they kind of stick the belly out thinking that's what they want. That's what you want. And then they suck it back in, you know, no, that's not quite, I don't see the hip moving at all. Um, yeah. One of the things they can do is take their fingertips and put it near the pocket area or on like uh, the bathing suit line of say, um, you know, like when you see a Frenchman wearing that kind of bathing suit. Yeah. Right. What visual did you just get? I know it's disturbing, but let's just say it's a bathing suit line of a bikini right there is where the movement should come from. So you put your hand in that little crease, sit up and feel the muscles engaged there, then sit down on your yeah. tailbone. So that's why I go put the weight on the tailbone, sit in crappy posture, then roll your pelvis forward to sit up using those frontal hip muscles to do the work. Yeah. And this is a nice and simple thing you can do in, in, in the cart uh, while you're doing that. What, what other uh, kind of tips or, or things do we have for, for waking that up? You mentioned, you know, going through a series of things before I even get to the course. You know, we talk about warm-ups. One of the number one things that most golfers don't do, it's almost taboo to, to sit there and warm up uh, before, you, before you go to the first hole or before you're on the, hitting your balls on the range. So, okay. But I'm going to give you my non-politically correct answer to someone who doesn't think that warm-up is important for the sport of golf. You're a moron <laughs> because I'm going to, and I know we may have lost some listeners right there, but they need to hear things. They need to hear what they don't want to hear. I'm not their friend, right? Their friends are going to lie to them and say, you look amazing in those pants and your golf swing's amazing. No, those pants should be given to Goodwill, somebody else, or maybe burnt. <laughs> but why don't we help you by saying, um, a warm up, change it. Change it to preparation, because that's what I do with our NFL players. We don't use rehab or warm up in the language. 
I use preparation. We're going to prepare you for the, for the noxious movement of an aggressive golf swing. Now you use those words and they're going, yeah, I'm aggressive. I'm an athlete. Anybody who hears aggressive, they would, uh, boom, kill that ball. I want faster club head speed. It's got to come from the hip doing the work. And in order for that to happen, you have to get the upper back out of the way. So for example, let's just say you stand up. Well, I'll tell you, let's just run somebody through. Let's run through this. So Jeremy, you can stand up while we're talking, right? Yep. Already okay, so, standing. Okay, great. So back up from the microphone. Yep. And everybody watching this, get up from your chair, do this too. I want you to close your eyes. You have shoes on or off? Uh, I've got some, got some house shoes. Oh, he's wearing house shoes. So it, let's. It got cold this morning. All right. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Listen, I'm in Southern California, dude. We're suffering right now. We have drizzle. Okay. Uh, let's yeah. have you back up, back up from the mic and just take your shoes off for a little bit. So you can feel your feet on the floor, whether it's carpet or concrete or whatever. Where's your body weight with your arms down? Where's your body weight from left to right? Eyes closed. Which foot is carrying most of your body weight? Where's the body weight from front to back in each foot? Do you have more weight in the heels, more weight in the balls of the feet? One foot's in the heel, one's in the ball of the foot. Where is it? So if you and I were athletes and we're going to go play basketball, go for a run, be boxing, and my weight's in my heels, that's a problem, Jeremy. So why don't we go through possibly some upper body exercises to wake up the hip which is what I did with Connor what we do with the 49ers what we do with Chuck Liddell what you know I, I don't care who it is baseball players your elbow's not the problem your hip is the problem which is causing you to throw with your elbow no wonder you're heading in for Tommy John so now that you have that feeling of where your balance is turn sideways and bend over and just hang there. How far can you get over comfortably? Don't bounce. Don't try to touch your toes. Don't bend your knees. Just slowly hang and see what the range of motion is. What did you feel there? Mostly a slight pull in my lower back. Did you get to the, did you get to your toes? Uh, inch or two shy. Okay. So if we can get you two inches of length of reach and we decrease the amount of stuff you feel in your lower back, that's a positive, correct? Yeah. Okay. So stand there, back up a little bit. I want you to take your feet and pigeon toe your feet 45 degrees. So the toes are touching. So literally you're going pigeon toed 45 degrees in. Keep your big toe on the ground. Don't let it roll out to an ankle sprain position. Interlace your hands behind your head. Pull your elbows back, look straight ahead and tighten up your thighs. So you're pushing your knees back and that'll feel like it's sticking your butt out. Hold that for about 45 seconds. Now picture yourself on a golf course while I'm teeing off. You're standing back behind me like this. Could you do this? No equipment needed. You're turning your feet in, which is internal rotation at the hip. And remember, guys, this muscle attaches on the internal side of that bone. When you turn that foot in, you're creating a pull to wake up that muscle. Keep your hands where they are, Jeremy. Drop your big trap muscles. Drop your shoulders down a little bit. Get out of the trap. Pull your elbows back and tighten up your quads. 
That should feel like it's sticking your butt out. You got 15 seconds left. If this is all you did, and remember, warm up is a pain in the butt. Why would I warm up for golf? That's for wussies. Anybody can do this. Okay, relax. Turn your feet back to normal. Close your eyes. And where's your body weight left to right? What's different? Say it's about the same. Okay. Same as in what? Uh, Equal on sides. Okay, so not the same as it was before. How about with your eyes closed? Are you still on your heels? Uh, Not as much. No. Okay. More on my ball feet. I don't know. I think it was probably about equal on front to back. Did we do anything to stretch your lower back or stretch your hamstring? No. Okay. Bend over, touch your toes. I touched them. What did it, where was the pull? Uh, probably a little more in the hamstring this time. Done. You just saved yourself from a herniated disc created by golf. Right. Because your pelvis and your femur have a better relationship together now. That is the Agoscu method. Create a better femur head relationship with the pelvis and then let the pelvis dictate through the rest of the spine, how the body and all the way down to the ankle, how the body should roll. That's all I have for you. All right. That is perfect. We will end the, this podcast here. Honor your time. Cause I know you got other commitment here in a little bit. Um, I usually go through a, a, a quick questions. We'll ask you just a few, you know, first answer thoughts that I ask all the, all the uh, guests on here. Yep. Um, I call it the mulligan round. Cause I let people skip one question if they'd like. So first question, what's the worst club in the bag? Ooh, worst. Uh, for me, it would be a five wood or a three wood. All right. What's the superhero power that you would, uh, would like to have? Oh, I already have it. Um, and what is it? Uh, amazing listener. All right. I do a lot of talking but I do a lot of talking that meets the need of the customer sitting in front of me because I listen to them and I look for the hole that they're trying to fill. And a lot of times they're trying to fill it with anger, with significance. I mean, look what Conor McGregor was doing at the Khabib fight. He picked up a dolly and threw it through the bus window. Tony Robbins got a hold of him, helped him out on the psychological, emotional, and then I helped him out on the physical. And when you can master all three of those, you have a different athlete. But you don't know what you're gonna you don't know what you're gonna hear if you're not listening. If I go into an appointment with a preconceived agenda, then you're done. You're not yeah. listening. All right, what's your go-to karaoke song? Anything from Journey, for sure. Listen, I have a serious palette. Like my musical palette is unbelievable. <laughs> There's a guy from Sweden who was on America's Got Talent when Juliana Huff was judging. Um, and I work with her at another speaking event because she has this thing called Kinergy and we do some work together, uh, to get people moving. There's a guy from Sweden, big guy, big red beard. He sang Imagine by John Lennon. He sang a lot of other amazing songs. It almost brought you to tears. Like the guy's voice was unbelievable and he loved the music and all that. All the way to one of the greatest bands of all time, Tool. T-O-O-L. Now listen, your listeners may not like that band, but if you just listen to the drums, it's just unbelievable. All the way to anything from Journey. Come on. 
If you didn't live in the 80s, you didn't live because you missed out on all the 80s rock for sure. All right. Uh, and then what's the takeaway you want everybody to get from today? You're not broken. You're slightly bent. If you're broken, you're broken. You should, you should have been hit by a truck if you're broken, right? Like when I got broken, it was from a, a mountain bike wreck into a tree at 60 miles an hour, evolves my ACL for my tibia, created a blood clot, tore my labrum and my hip, fractured my transverse process, separated this shoulder, dislocated this shoulder, blah, blah, blah. But at the level of sport that I'm able to play it in my 50s now, I have no issues. If I get hurt, it's because I do something like I did the other day, diving to save my French bulldog from jumping out of the car. And I probably broke one of the bones in my foot. And, and now my uh, uh, peroneus brevis, which is the fibularis brevis muscle and tendon are going, we hate you and we're chronically in pain, which now affects my table tennis and affects my uh, pickleball. Um, but you're not broken. You're bent. Life's going to kick in the butt every once in a while. It's an opportunity for you to slow down and finally take care of yourself. Yes, you may lose a couple months of movement, but that means you're training to get better once you're able to come back to the ring and fight again. This is my Instagram. If anybody has questions, they can DM me. Anybody, I'm sure I'm putting up the visible, the visible here where you can take a look at the, it's under the Brian Bradley. And I only chose the because Brian Bradley was taken by a guy from the Tampa Bay lightning and he wouldn't sell it to me. So I just did the Brian Bradley, <laughs> but like that picture right there where I have red tape over my mouth at a virtual event that I was doing for Tony Robbins. Um, we had about 830,000 people on zoom doing that. And I said, look, the benefit of you taping your mouth is to force you to nose breathe, which slows down and moisturizes the breathing and gets your diaphragm to fire. Unless your shoulders are too rounded, then you can kiss all correct breathing goodbye. So Give your body the best opportunity to align itself. Um, here's the pain-free book up in the corner, only because people may have questions. Go get the pain-free book written by Pete Yagoskiu. Get on my Instagram, DM me. I answer all my questions. And if anything, Jeremy will have all my contact information. We can go from there. Yep, exactly. So we'll have that in the show notes. That was the, always the last question that I ask is to share where, you, where we can learn more about you. You just did that. So it's like reading my mind over here. That's it for this episode of the Golf Under Par podcast. We'll have the information like we just said. And thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Brian, for coming on. Have a great day. Listen, guys, great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed this content on the go. If you found it helpful, please share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. This allows us to reach more golfers just like you that want to play under par. Do you want to be stronger and healthier? Well, I've got a resource for Golf Fitness Tips. It's a free Facebook group where we talk about how to take care of our bodies so that we can play more golf, we can play golf longer in life, and we can play better on the course. If that interests you, then check out the link below or search for Golf Fitness Tips on Facebook.